This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we dig further into St. Luke's Gospel with Peter denies, mockery and the council, Jesus before Pilate, Jesus before Herod, and not this man but Barabbas. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider.
and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Comfort and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth.
Let us pray. Almighty God, your Son revealed himself to Philip and James and gave them the knowledge of everlasting life. Grant us perfectly to know your Son, Jesus Christ, to be the way, the truth, and the life, and steadfastly to walk in the way that leads to eternal life. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the prophet Isaiah, the 30th chapter. Therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you, and therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. For a people shall dwell in Zion, in Jerusalem. You shall weep no more. He will surely be gracious to you at the sound of your cry. As soon as he hears it, he answers you. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teacher will not hide himself anymore. But your eyes shall see your teacher. And your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it, when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. This is the word of the Lord. according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Jesus said, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you, would I tell you that I were going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. 
No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. Truly, truly I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Your friends in Christ, I know of an artist who produces wonderful works of art. He has never gone to a class, he has never been taught, 
He is completely self-taught, and he has risen to the highest levels of achievement in the art world. I also know of some musicians who are completely self-taught. They never took any classes, were never instructed. They just used the natural abilities and talents that they had and achieved at the highest levels of their vocation. Now, having said that, I would say to you that there is no such thing as a Christian who is self-taught. There is no person who has something inside of them, some talents or skills or natural gifts that allow them to discover who God is and understand Him and come to follow Him on their own. Though there are some that believe that their talents and their gifts are enough. For example, in the Old Testament reading for today, some would rather rely on their political talents rather than turn to God for His ways and His will. And so they look to make alliances with Egypt in order to save them from the Assyrians in the day of trouble. Some of them thought they were incredibly gifted with military strategy. After all, they concluded that Egypt's chariots would overrun the Assyrian battle formations. Some of them also believed that they were gifted theologians. After all, they would speak to the prophets themselves and say, seers, don't see for us anymore. Prophets, don't prophesy the things that are right. We would rather have some illusions painted before our eyes. We don't want to go down that road anymore. We would rather veer to the left or to the right. We don't want you speaking of the righteous one of God anymore. They considered themselves so very wise and gifted. To me, they remind me of a young boy in a Gary Larson cartoon, The Far Side, from the 1990s, I think. And the boy is standing in front of a building, the front door of the building, trying to make entrance in the building. And up above the door is a sign that reads, School for the Gifted. And he is leaned up against the handle of the door, pushing for all he is worth. And you know what it says on the handle of the door that he has his hands on? Pull. Pull, it says. The sinful man has no natural gift inside him which will allow him to learn and follow the way of the Lord. All of these other natural gifts upon which one may rely in the end will be shown exactly what they are when they crumble away, even as Israel's crumbled away when they were led away into captivity. All of the worldly wisdom that exists will lead them down the wrong path. The self-instructed heart is an uninstructed heart. It is an ungodly heart. There is a reason the psalmist says, Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day long. You know, we readily accept that we need to be taught. We need to be taught 
how to read and to write. And we need to be taught how to drive automobiles. Yes, we do need to be taught that. I even took a class preparing me for the birth of our first child, my son, because I needed to be taught. I needed to know what to expect. And I needed to be taught how to do things like change a diaper and feed and hold a baby the proper way. If we need to be taught all of these things, then why should it be so when it comes to the ways of the Lord? When it comes to His law and His will? When it comes to knowing God and following God? When it comes to worshiping Him? And when it comes to making disciples, why would we not also need to be taught these things as well? The danger is that we, like Isaiah's hearers, consider ourselves to be naturally gifted. And because we are sinful, the temptation is that we rely on those natural gifts instead of turning to God. And the end result can be that we despise God's word and even shut our ears when the prophets warn us of our sin. We would much rather believe that we are gifted people than damaged and sinful people. And in just a short while, some of you are going to go out into the church to serve, and the rest of you at some later date in time. And there will be times when God's people shower praise upon you and say things like, that was such a wonderful sermon, Pastor. And you are so gifted. And we may be tempted then to place those gifts on a, on a, a platform and they become an idol to us instead of humbly receiving those comments from God's people. But friends in Christ, here at Concordia Theological School for the Gifted, And you are, because you would not be here if you weren't. There is something much more important than being naturally gifted. That is being supernaturally gifted. This is what God promises to the faithful remnant in the text. That though they eat, they will eat of the bread of adversity, and though they will drink of the water of affliction, Yet your teacher will not hide himself anymore, but your eyes shall see your teacher, and your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it, when you turn to the right and when you turn to the left. This was the promise of God, that God's people would be led in the way of the Lord by God himself. There would come a day when they would see the teacher and he would lead them in God's way of salvation by his word, guiding them the entire way that they stay on the right path. And Jesus appeared in human flesh. And Jesus did call himself the teacher. Jesus went throughout all Galilee teaching in the synagogues and healing many and people were amazed at his teaching because he spoke as one who had authority because he did and he used that authority to forgive the sins of God's people. Jesus 
not only taught about the way, he is the way. This is just as he told the disciples when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. Philip needed more instruction, for he thought he needed something more than Jesus, and he asked Jesus to show him the Father, and Jesus patiently teaches him and bestows on him the gift of understanding and faith through the word, helping him to see that Jesus and the Father are one and that the Father is in the Son and the Son is in the Father and the Father does his work through his Son, Jesus Christ. So to see Jesus is to see the Father. To hear Jesus is to hear the Father. To know Jesus is to know the Father. And to receive life from the Son is to receive the Father's mercy and grace. Philip and James were supernaturally gifted to see and hear the Word made flesh. And we are supernaturally gifted today because the word comes to you with authority to forgive you all your sins. And the word is standing behind you, with you, to guide you on his path so that you do not veer to the left or to the right. And we are supernaturally gifted to forsake our self-made idols, which we've made, and walk in a new way, the way of trust, the way of salvation, the way of God with Christ directing your path. And by the way, when those people want to remind you about how wonderful you are and how gifted you are, I might suggest this. Tell them that you have a good teacher. Tell them that you have the teacher. And let them see Jesus. Let them see Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
Our prayers are requested this day by Professor John Bruss and Seminarian Jamie Bruss on behalf of their father, John C. Bruss, as he undergoes an arterial catheterization. Let us pray for the Church as she basks in the perpetual joy of Christ's resurrection and for all people that they might come to share in those eternal joys. Gracious Lord, through the Holy Spirit's breath, you have called your church from the four corners of the earth to be the witness to Christ's death, resurrection, and exaltation. Enliven the church's proclamation of the name of Jesus, that all peoples may trust solely in him. Lord, in your mercy. O Father of life, you have placed everything, all principalities, rulers, and authorities, under the feet of Christ. Guide the leaders of the nations of this country and of our state and local communities, that they may govern in obedience to your divine will, execute justice, and honor the human dignity of all whom they are called to serve. Lord, in your mercy. In your abundant mercy, watch over and bring healing to the sick, including your servant, John. Grant wisdom to all medical providers and bless their ministrations, that the sick may receive healing and strength. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, through the faithful witness of your servants, Philip and James, you have given us the testimony that leads to him who is the way, the truth, and the life. Sustain our faith so that with them and all your saints of old, we will not be abandoned to the grave, but filled with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, through these intercessions, we take refuge in you and rest secure, knowing that you will hear our prayers and continue to make known to us the path of life in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, for you have mightily governed and protected your holy church in which he blessed apostles and evangelists, proclaimed your divine and saving gospel. Therefore, with patriarchs and prophets, apostles and evangelists, with your servants, Philip and James, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created, and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh, to bear our sin and to be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses. on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. 
This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come in the Holy Supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage, that on the day of his coming we may, together with all your saints, celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.